You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The serious side of the J. Rao Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more, she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful. No more. We don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride. Take a cab. Find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. Hey, 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 good day. If you're ready, map of the south. Let's do this. I'm telling you, I am first very honored that you would join me tonight. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Farrell right away. Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make you do what I do, baby. Man, what's crack-a-lackin', baby? What's crack-a-lackin'? It's time for the serious side of the James Brown Show. Don't try to call me out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Windsor Johnston. The impeachment inquiry into President Trump is expected to continue on Capitol Hill this week, despite a two-week congressional recess that began on Friday. NPR's Tim Mack reports the investigation centers on a phone call between Trump and the president of Ukraine. The House Intelligence Committee is going to take a leading role in this investigation. They are investigating a conversation the president had in July with the leader of Ukraine, in which President Trump asked the Ukrainian government to open up an investigation into Joe Biden and Biden's son. Late this week, three committees sent subpoenas to Secretary of State Mike Pompeo for documents and scheduled deposition with a list of five further State Department officials. They'll be looking to start depositions this week and are demanding those documents from Secretary of State Pompeo by next Friday. The committee also announced a closed briefing with the Inspector General of the Intelligence Community that same day. Tim Mack, NPR News, Washington. Tens of thousands of pro-democracy demonstrators have taken to the streets for the 17th consecutive weekend in Hong Kong. The BBC's Stephen McDonald reports police are using tear gas and water cannons to break up massive crowds of anti-government protesters. This is an act of mass civil disobedience here in Hong Kong today. We have many thousands of people in the streets, despite being told by the police that they should clear out because 
This is technically an illegal assembly. We've had tear gas fired. We've had rubber bullets fired. And of course, this is all leading up to the 70th anniversary of the, uh, the founding of modern China, of the Communist Party taking the reins. And Beijing wants it to be a big celebration of everything that's great about this country. However, the protesters, they feel that they want to crash the party, as it were, and use this anniversary to push their claims for democratic reforms here in Hong Kong. The BBC's Stephen McDonald reporting. Preliminary results from the Afghan presidential election are not expected until next month. Yesterday's election was marred by violence at dozens of polling sites. Jennifer Glass says at least three deaths have been reported and dozens of others were injured. Incumbent President Ashraf Ghani congratulated Afghans on a successful vote in a televised speech. He also called on the Taliban to stop the war and start talking about peace. The Taliban issued their own statement saying the reported low voter turnout showed a majority of Afghans want an end to occupation and favor an Islamic government. The group did not mention its many threats against the election and those involved. The dozens of small attacks may have deterred voters. Corruption and fraud were other voter concerns. Now the country waits to see if there is a clear winner. Final results aren't expected until November. For NPR News, I'm Jennifer Glass in Kabul. This is NPR News. Coming up next on The Serious Side. The actions taken to date by the president have seriously violated the Constitution, especially when the president says, Article 2 says I can do whatever I want. For the past several months, we have been investigating in our committees and litigating in the courts so the House can gather all the relevant facts and consider whether to exercise its full Article 1 powers including a constitutional power of the utmost gravity, approval of articles of impeachment. And this week, the president has admitted to asking the president of Ukraine to take actions which would benefit him politically. The, action of the, tr- the actions of the Trump presidency revealed the dishonorable fact of the president's betrayal of his oath of office, betrayal of our national security, and betrayal of the integrity of our elections. Therefore, today, I'm announcing the House of Representatives moving forward with an official impeachment inquiry. I'm directing our six committees to proceed with their investigations under that umbrella of impeachment inquiry. The president must be held accountable. No one is above the law. But basically, that person never saw the report, never saw the call, really never saw the call, heard something and decided that he or she, whoever the hell it is, sort of like almost a spy. I want to know who's the person that gave the whistleblower? Who's the person that gave the whistleblower the information? Because that's close to a spy. You know what we used to do in the old days when we were smart, with spies and treasons? We used to handle it a little differently than we do now. <laughs> Did you t- ask the Ukraine to investigate Joe Biden? No, actually I didn't. I asked the Ukraine to investigate the allegations that there was interference in the election of 2016 by the Ukrainians for the benefit of Hillary Clinton 
for which there already is a you never asked finding. anything about Hunter Biden. You never asked anything about Joe Biden. The only thing I asked about Joe Biden is to get to the bottom of how it was that Lutsenko, who was appointed, right. dismissed the case against Antac. So you did ask Ukraine to look into Joe Biden? Of course I did. You just said you didn't. No, I didn't ask him to look into Joe Biden. I asked him to look into the allegations that related to my client, which tangentially involved Joe Biden in a massive bribery scheme. Rudy, but just be careful about what you say. I asked you, did I you am ask very Ukraine to look at Joe Biden? You said no. Then I you went on ask... to say that you did. And the witch hunt continues, but they're getting hit hard on this witch hunt because when they look at the information, it's a joke. Impeachment for that? When you have a wonderful meeting or you have a wonderful phone conversation? I think you should ask. We actually, you know, that was the second conversation. I think you should ask for the first conversation also. I can't believe they haven't. Although I heard there's a, there's a rumor out. They want the first conversation. It was beautiful. It was just a perfect conversation. But I think you should do that. I think you should do. And I think you should ask for VP Pence's conversation because he had a couple of conversations also. I could save you a lot of time. They're all perfect. Welcome to the serious side of the Jay Wild Show with Mrs. Vanessa Maybell, Mr. Jerome Esprit, the official texter of the show, Mr. Johnny D, and Mr. Elias. Now here is your host, Jay Wild. Good morning to you folks. Today is September 29th, 2019, and you're in tune to the serious side of the J. Rao Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. Of course, I'm J. Rao. Thank you so much for spending a portion of your Sunday with us, and uh, as always, I never share the stage by myself. Uh, let me bring in the man who really runs everything around here, the man who has, I mean, I know this is a this a lovely day for this guy. I can't wait to get him in real boss in the place to be the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, sir. And how are you doing this morning? This fine morning. <laughs> I'm doing fine this fine morning, Mr. L. Yes, I'm doing fine. All right, let me break it down. Because Vanessa Maybelli, we're having some issues with the board. You know how this thing is. You've been listening to us long enough to know that every now and then we have issues with uh, BTR. And that's where we are actually located. That's the form in which we broadcast the show. So we're going to continue to try to get people in. Johnny D is off this morning. However, he will resume, go back to his old role as the official texter of the show this morning someplace someplace where he can't get audio so bottom line is he'll be contributing as the show continues and of course Mr. Jerome Esprit usually joins us after his commitment to Clear Channel Radio so right now it's just me and the boss the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S the number is 347-850-127-347-850-1272 and chat rooms should be open if not it will be open momentarily so hang tight for that and, of course, we are monitoring social media all over the platforms. And I'm here to tell you, today's show, you guessed it, is all about the investigation for possible impeachment of the 45th president of the United States, Donald J. Trump. Now, a lot of things we're going to talk about this morning. We're going to talk about next steps. What happens next? We're going to talk about some of the key players that were brought up this past week. What type of effect will this have on Joe Biden? 
Because we all know that what happened is is that, you know, Donald Trump is trying to get dirt on Joe Biden because he perceived Joe Biden as being the front runner. And even though he's perceiving that that is his perception, well Elizabeth Warren has a lot to say about that. So once again the number's three four seven eight five oh one two seven two three four seven eight five oh one two seven two. Let's start off right there, Mr. Elias. Nancy Pelosi made the announcement this past week that the House will begin inquiries of impeachment. So now, first of all, when it happened, I said, I don't know where Mr. Elias is. Wherever he is, there's a smile on his face <clears throat> from ear to ear. So <laughs> what do you have to say, Mr. Elias? Your dreams have finally come true. Yes, 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 man. They, they find, I, you know, it took a long time, but hey, man, look, this one, <laughs> wow. When, when your own people are saying that you're doing something wrong, your own White House are saying that you're doing something wrong. And then, you know, and then you're sending out people who have not been vetted. Like, why is Rudy Giuliani going to talk to anybody? What, what is he to the government? He's nothing but Trump's, his, Trump's prophet. And who's going to use him just like he used Michael Cohen? But I digress. And, 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 and then you hide the tapes. You know, all the cases she talked to were world leaders, even though there's nothing supposedly in there that um, that's top secret, you're hiding them in a top secret place. If there's nothing in there, why 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 are you hiding? Well, explain what that is, Mr. Elias. You talk about a top secret place when you you know, I mean, there may be well, someone which I find it hard mm-hmm. to believe that may be listening to this show <laughs> and don't know what the hell we're talking about. So explain what you mean when you talk about them hiding something in a secret place. Well, they, 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 all, all the phone calls have been placed into a... All, I guess all the phone calls you've ever had with world leaders have been placed into a... Uh, now, is that all of them, Mr. Uh, Elias? Because you have to be careful with what we right. say. So has it, is okay. it all or, it, okay. well, or Putin, are there some that have been placed? Yeah. Okay. Some like Putin, Saudi Arabia, and, and the guy from U- Ukraine. So, look, they've been placed into some place uh, where they hide their, their emails or wherever. Um, or where they had all the phone calls. Where, where they cannot be, they cannot be dipped into. You can't you can't do anything to them. It's, not, it's supposed to be un, unbreakable. Well, bottom line is, look, I need you to do me a favor, um, <laughs> and investigate Joe Biden. Why are you asking another country? For all you patriots out there, why are you asking Joe? Why are you asking another country to investigate another American? Why are you doing that? There's no logical excuse for that. There's no reason he should have done that. There's nothing he can say that, that's going to make him a, a, a great patriot. But he said it first. He said it best. I could be out on Fifth, uh, Fifth Avenue and choose somebody and wouldn't lose a vote. And he's right. These people are going to back him no matter what. If Obama had did the same thing and said, "Hey, look, I need you to investigate uh, whoever." Uh, Mitt Romney. I need you to investigate. There's another country that investigate Mitt Romney. What would what would the result have been? This is just unbelievable, unprecedented, and people are. I I, I had one guy at my job tell me, 
Amen. He went over there and found all the stuff that Biden and I knew it was coming. Obama did wrong, and now he's getting the blame for it. Huh? Well, wow. look, I mean, first of all, the system that you're referring to is the white, it's called the White House Classified Computer System and is used to hold sensitive transcripts from phone calls that the head of state the president has made to other heads of state. Sorry, it may, it may not even necessarily be that. It's to protect the nation's most sensitive secrets, including some of the preparation for the bin Laden uh, 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 assassination. So that, that, that kind of gives you... Uh, a little bit of uh, it gives you a uh, taste of what's in there, right? So we're not talking about ordinary calls between you know the president and you know somebody he's calling. We're talking about top secret sensitive information, and there's no reason on God's green earth why those phone calls, a congratulatory phone call at that, which you know according to a lot of White House uh, former aides. You know, that's a call that usually takes about a five to ten minutes. Hey, great job. There's some things we may talk about at a later date, but I want to congratulate you on your election. Not a situation where, hey, listen, Mr. President, we need money to help with defense. Okay, but uh, I did a favor from you, though. So, you know, it's like, it's like if, you know, the thing I try to tell Americans that support this guy is that sometimes you have to look at this thing through the lens of kiss keep it simple stupid and just replace the names in the situation and put yourself in that situation if a female comes to a job interview and you say hey you know listen i hope i get the job and then you say well uh okay but it's something i need you to do for me now, wait, 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 so, just, just, just isolate that situation for a moment. If you walk into, if, if a female, if you are a female Trump supporter, think about it. Replace, forget the situation. Just think about that. You go in and ask for a job. Said, I hope I get the job. You know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. I need the money. Okay, great. But it's something I need to do. But there's, there's a favor I need to ask of you, though. If you hear that, what are you thinking? Hmm. What's the thought process that crosses your mind if a person says that to you? (laughs) I mean, come on. Wow. And And so these are the issues that we're dealing with. And so this is the thing that kills me about Republicans. They're looking at this thing. Lindsey Graham, I mean, good, good God, I bet you John McCain, if he had the ability, this is why I don't believe in ghosts, Miss Elias, because if Lindsey Graham had the ability, if there was such thing as ghosts, I know John McCain would be boo, 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 booing uh, Lindsey Graham every night when he goes to bed. There's no way that this guy is the same guy. And just go back and look at clips from when he was talking about President Clinton doing the Clinton impeachment. We have to cleanse the office. We have to cleanse the office. What did he say last week? Oh, this is a big nothing burger. I mean, this is the type of nonsense that's going on here with, with this president. And so, you know, for me, when you think about all this stuff, and when you sit back and really analyze it, Mr. Elias, I mean, these guys, I keep saying every week, drink the great Kool-Aid, you know, put on your black yeah. Nikes, and follow this man to the edge of the earth. This man don't give a damn about y'all. 
But see, what he's learned, Mr. Elias, is he's learned that if you repeat a lie often enough, people will believe it. People will oh. believe it. Yeah. And that's what's happening here. Yeah. He talks about all the great yeah. things that he's done. Tell me what, name four things that President Trump has done. Name four. Mm. You, you tell Pastor me. Pastor Bill helped the rich. Pastor Bill helped the very wealthy. He passed that one. They passed the tax bill and helped the very wealthy. I know he did that. Name some things that he's done. At the end of last week's show, I played the 30 campaign promises. This is from last year that Trump has made and he's lied about. And, you know, I can play it today because I'm here to tell you that nothing's changed from it. I, I mean, it's the same old nonsense. And so when you sit back and look at Trump and all the things that Trump has done, it's ridiculous. And the fact that people believe him is out of control. All right, 347 I'm hearing that uh, people can't get in through the board, so I'm going to yeah. make some calls here. Excuse oh. me. Let me let me make a call. Let me uh, – because I'm here to tell I you that I, uh, we're having some issues here. And, uh, I, got, you know, I, 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 just, is, I just brought Vanessa in, Jay. I'm here. Hi, guys. Hey, Vanessa. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, we're, we're having some issues. Yeah, I mean, Mr. Elias is saying the same thing, that you can't get in, that it's not ringing. And, and I've been experiencing that for the longest uh, through the board. So, it, it, you know, once again, it's, you know, it is what it is. That's how it works, you know. Well, it's a good thing for me not to be here because I'm tailgating. But if you decide that uh, you can get it up, I'm here. <laughs> It's right now. What are you talking about? We're live, Vanessa. <laughs> this is not us just talking. We're 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 live. Oh, we're live. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, good morning, everybody. How y'all doing? Good morning, Vanessa. Good morning. I didn't oh, know boy. I was live and keeping but yeah, I'm tailgating. Well, so good morning. Well, thank Mr. Elias for that. He should have told you. Yeah. Hey, man. Hey, Nessa. Oh, we got some stuff to discuss because you know what? Your boy in trouble. Y'all ready to get it going? Uh, yeah, Vanessa. So what are your thoughts on this? I mean, the whole show is dedicated to this. So what are your thoughts on this? My thoughts on the impeachment that's fixing to go down. Uh, absolutely. Giuliani mm-hmm. and Trump and the man who just quit, who was part of the Ukraine deal, are all finna go to prison. And what's his name, Barr? Barr needs to watch his back because they're going after him, too. And now Trump says that Pence has something to do with it. So Trump's going to throw everybody under the bus. How about that? Hmm. I think it's hilarious. Yep, he's going to do the same thing he did to Michael Cohen. He's already started Rudy Giuliani. He said, ask Rudy Giuliani, I have I don't know. I don't know what Rudy Giuliani was talking about. I don't. I don't know. I don't understand what he's talking about. So he yeah, he's already. Nothing wrong with him to contact the Ukraine people mm-hmm. to have them to to have them to um, check out Biden and his son. So mm. if you don't think it's anything wrong with that, that that was not illegal, and that's the most important thing is you don't even work for the White House. You are Trump's personal attorney. So how mm-hmm. do you have the right to ask somebody, uh, can you check in the Biden family? Can you check into his son? And, and uh, I'm only going to ask you this seven times. I'm going to say this seven times. 
and then I don't want you to call me. I'm going to call you. Mm-hmm. Don't read the transcript. Is he crazy? Yeah. I, okay. yeah. Well, let's yeah. make sure. Wait a minute. That's not a transcript. That's a memorandum of a, of a phone call. And that's the other part that we have to be careful of, too. Is not, it is not a, a transcript. And so people are saying okay. that, and, you know, and I don't no, want no. people to say that. Let's no. call it what it is. Let's call it what okay, it wait, is. Wait, wait, it's, wait. it's It's hold a on. memorandum. It's a memorandum. All of that is a memorandum of, from the White House. Which, you know, which once again is ridiculous because they put in the memorandum everything you need to impeach the man. So go ahead and finish the thought. Okay, but now the whistleblower transcript is out because me and Bobby downloaded it and we were looking at it at the kitchen table. So the transcript from the whistleblowers is out and it talks about all the different people it took to hide the phone call in the secret vault. It talks about the fact that Trump was talking to the, uh, th- that man over there in Ukraine and telling him he needed him to do this for him. It is all in the transcript. The same thing that they said was in the memorandum, it is in that transcript, and the transcript is out, and you can Google it and download it. Hmm. CNN had it so you can download it. So we downloaded it, and Bobby printed it out, and we started looking at it. We started reading it. Hmm. Well, so, yeah. Which a metal had it so. It's in that transcript. Now, what they are, what they are going to do, y'all, is they're going to burn those tapes. They're going to hide that stuff. They, the whistleblower, the transcript also says from the whistleblower that the president has also done that with other people, probably like the Russian man. Watch them hide that stuff. They're going to hide it. They're going to destroy it. And Hillary's tapes and emails that she destroyed is going to be the least. Of America's worries. Wait till they find out about Trump. Oh, I'm on it. Three four seven eight five zero. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse show. Uh, once again, right here live on the TGRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. And like I mentioned before, we are having issues. And people are saying now they're getting a busy signal when they try to call in. So we apologize. Obviously, this is beyond our control, and um, you know it's unfortunate, but. Uh, because I know a lot of people anticipated this show today and what we were going to say, and so you know, it's it's you know maybe it's Trump, Mr. Elias. Maybe the CIA is trying to shut us down. You know, <laughs> they don't want us to talk about this this morning uh, because this is a show that uh, I was definitely looking forward to all week. Once again, the House has begun impeachment impeachment proceedings on the president, and well, the inquiry. Let me make sure I speak correctly here. So. What that means now is is that Republicans are going to have a more of a difficult time trying to withhold information, you know, because before they get subpoenaed, they say, oh, we're not showing up. But now, since it's operating under the umbrella of an impeachment, uh, then, you know, things change, right, Mr. Elias? That's for sure. That, that, that is for sure. So, you know, I, I, you know, I want to see these cats say, well, I'm not showing up <laughs> now. That, you know, wow. And what got me is when the IG said, you know, that the whistleblower did nothing wrong. Nothing. And then Trump came back and said, back in the old days, what we used to do is, is take care of them. We, we, we'd handle them. You know, how would you handle them back in the old days? You know, this is, I mean, unreal, unbelievable this uh, the way this cat comes out, and I'm, I'm waiting for him to come unglued and speak his and just speak his mind like he usually does. That way he can throw himself further and further up under that bus himself. 
So that's what he's going to do. He's going to implode. He usually does. But once again, his followers, his 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 cult, are going to follow him into to, to the abyss, man. That's what these that's what these people do. That's why I said you cannot. When we were talking about um, getting, um, as far as him getting and uh, with his sudden impeachment process, we talking about losing voters. Yeah, he's never going to lose these voters, no matter what. No matter yeah, what. Yeah, but you know, here's the thing. And, 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 you know, and I'm, I'm, and I'm going to say this because you know, here, let me let me tell you what's going on here, and this is the, the, the problem that. You know, people can argue back and forth on this, and, and you know, in the beginning. And so now I'm going to stick to my guns, and I'm talking. I'm trying to figure out how do I. I'm trying to to to, to represent this correctly. I know in the beginning, I was like, you know what, we don't need to impeach, right? And I said that based on what was going on with the Mueller report. I really and truly did. Because I felt that the Mueller report was too convoluted. It was hard for people to follow. It was a 400-and-some page document that nobody read. I mean, I read a few pages. I'm not going to read a 400-something page document. But I'm not dumb enough, but I'm smart enough to realize that there was enough information in there to get the president, and, you know, he had colluded in the whole nine yards. But the Mueller report was hard to follow. I changed my mind on impeachment after what happened last week, or the week before last, and it kind of bled into this week. So when you think about it, people are saying, well, the Mueller report, you know, it was a waste of time and all this other stuff. No, I don't think so. And the reason why I don't think it was is because I think what the Mueller report did, Vanessa, was it cast, cast that die, right, that die of some fishies going on here. And, yeah, it wasn't as simple as saying that the guy colluded because it didn't come out and say that. It said that, well, we think that the president did something wrong, and the only reason why we're not prosecuting him is because he's the sitting president of the United States. Had he not been the sitting president of the United States, we would be on that tail. But Americans didn't hear that. All they heard was there was no collusion. And they didn't say that, but they didn't say it was. They didn't say it wasn't. It says, look, Congress, do your job. And if you do your job, I've given you everything you needed. Plus, you know, Mueller's um, testimony didn't do anybody any favor anyway. But this situation is point blank, clear as a whistle, right? It's clear as a bell. Bam. This guy asked the president of another country who needs America, hey, got this money for you. But guess what? I'm not going to give you this money. Well, put it this way. I need you to do something for me. Do something for me first, and let's talk about the funds. I think it's straight and clear, and I think this is the reason why we are where we are. And 63% of Americans are, are agreeing with us, saying, look, this guy colluded. And now we think that he needs to be, they support the impeachment, which is something Mr. Elias is pretty new, because Americans wasn't, in, they weren't in favor of it. But now they are. So why do you think that is the case? Well, you know, Come on, it's plain and simple. The nose on your face, the bottom line is that they are, they are seeing right, right in front of them what's going on. They're seeing that this president is, is colluding with another country. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you would have to be, you know, <laughs> you, you, you would have to be blind not to see what was going on. Or blind and deaf. You could see what's going on, but you might not be able to hear it. Look, I'm told. His his supporters are still going to support him though, no matter what, no matter what. Of course they are. No matter what this does, this, this guy does, they're going to support him. Easy is in the chat room. Easy is still, you know, 
is still supporting them, no matter what. That's, this is, that's what I'm saying. They support us. You cannot, that's what I was saying about that earlier. You cannot worry about the supporter. They're going to support us, no matter what. They give you the best thing to slice bread. God bless you. But what you, need is that, what you need is to get the people that didn't vote the last time excited enough to get out and vote. That's what you need. You need to get these people out and vote. And all in, and like in Michigan and in Wisconsin, what he won, you need to get these people out there and 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 grow. Three four seven eight five zero one two seventy. You know, impeachment is a key word here, and a lot of people are wondering how the impeachment process works. So, in this week's edition of Four Minutes, Four Minutes or Less, something that you need to know. We're going to talk about how the impeachment process works because we think it's important for you to understand this. I mean, a lot is going on in our country, and you need to pay attention. So, it's time for this week's edition of Four Minutes or Less, something that you need to know. And once again, we do apologize for the issues we're having with the phone lines. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. You listen to the serious side. I think. What you think of Congress's impeachment power shouldn't depend on what you think of President Trump. When you lower the bar to impeachment to get rid of a president you hate or raise it to protect a president you like, you may end up regretting that when power changes hands. Donald Trump's not going to be the last president we have, so it's important to get this right. Let's try to tune out the red team, blue team shouting match and dispel some popular myths about impeachment. Myth number one, you have to commit a crime to be impeached. Because people have got to know whether or not their president is a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. Actually. If the framers had limited impeachment to crimes, they'd have made it a dead letter from the start. In the early years of the Republic, there were hardly any federal crimes on the books. In fact, in our entire 230-year constitutional history, fewer than one-third of the impeachments approved by the House have been based on a criminal statute. And that makes sense because the purpose of impeachment is not so much to punish bad actors, but to protect the public from officials who are unfit to wield power. Myth number two, an impeachable offense is whatever a majority of the House considers it to be. That's what Gerald Ford famously said in 1970, but it's wrong on two counts. First, legally. The Constitution doesn't reduce the impeachable offense to whatever you can get the votes for. It provides a legal standard. Second, that standard turns out to matter in practical terms because if the legal grounds are weak, impeachment is much less likely ultimately to succeed. That's what happened in our first presidential impeachment trial in 1868 after the House impeached President Andrew Johnson for firing his Secretary of War in violation of the Tenure of Office Act. There were more than enough Republicans in the Senate to nail Johnson on a party line vote, but he escaped conviction, in large part because key Republican senators didn't think breaking that law was an impeachable offense. Myth number three, impeachment is limited to deliberate abuse of official power. Actually, throughout American history, federal officers have been impeached for offenses ranging from petty corruption to neglect of duty to just undermining the public's competence and their ability to do the job. 
So when Donald Trump asked back during the Obama administration, are you allowed to impeach a president for gross incompetence? It was a good question. The answer is maybe. James Madison said that impeachment was a defense against the president's incapacity, negligence, or perfidy. Abuse of power isn't the only way someone can disqualify himself from high office. Myth number four, the 25th Amendment is a legitimate substitute for impeachment. That amendment, which was drafted in the wake of the Kennedy assassination, allows the vice president to step in when the president is declared unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office. Lately, there's been a lot of loose talk about using it to repeal and replace the Trump presidency. But the 25th Amendment was designed to cover situations of near total disability. Uh, say, a president put into a coma by a stroke or an assassin's bullet. It was never supposed to be an eject button for presidents who behave badly. If their behavior is bad enough, that's what impeachment is for. Myth number five, impeachment is a constitutional crisis. You hear this sort of thing, and even worse, whenever impeachment talk is in the air. It's a coup, a constitutional nuclear weapon, a national nightmare. Our Constitution's framers weren't nearly that angsty about it. As Benjamin Franklin put it, impeachment provides for the regular punishment of the executive when his misconduct should deserve it, and his honorable acquittal when he should be unjustly accused. An impeachment debate isn't a constitutional crisis. It's the Constitution working as intended. I'm Gene Healy from the Cato Institute. Check out my new white paper on impeachment at Cato.org. Bill, you know I'm going to need somebody to take the blame for this. Yeah, but where are you going to find a sacrificial patsy that'll do anything you say? Not if. Don't worry, I've got the perfect stooge. <laughs> Hello? Big Mike, how's church going? You still waiting on uh, what's-his-face to come back? You mean Jesus, sir? Uh, yeah, that's what I Sure. Listen, I'm just calling you about this whole Ukraine whistleblower thing. It's looking pretty bad for you. For me? But you're the one who broke the law. Hey, wait a minute. Don't try to drag me into your mess. Welcome back in 347-850-1272. Alex Baldwin came back and reprised his role as Donald Trump last night on Saturday Night Live, and I tell you, I love it. Welcome back in. We're talking about the the, the House of Representatives who have opened an official impeachment inquiry on the 45th President of the United States. And so when we sit back and think about where we are, where this country is going, there are a lot of people who are still supporting this guy. But the bottom line is is that – there are a lot of Americans who are starting to change. Matter of fact, we have 225 members of the House who have now who who now supports the impeachment of the president, including one uh, independent former Republican uh, uh, representative, Amish. He's a, he he went from Republican to independent. Um, so, where are Republicans at, Vanessa? Where they're at? We haven't heard from them. A lot of them are still supporting him. Now, when you watch the um, the House committee um, 
inquiry that happened this past week of the DNI, the acting DNI. Um, you know, you saw a lot going on there. You saw Republicans trying to argue about procedure, but they didn't argue about the points. And that's the thing about the Republican Party of today. The bottom line is that this is as plain as the nose on your face, but they're trying to find ways to wiggle out of it. And so now what they're going to do is tit for tat. So now there's an inquiry. They're opening up an inquiry about Hillary Clinton's emails. I mean, these guys are a joke. They are a joke, and what's going on here is crazy. But good God, folks, if your representatives are not representing you, are not doing what they're supposed to do, forget party for for, for a minute. Because, Vanessa, I guarantee you, you've heard this like a broken record all for the past you know, week or even for the last year, two years of the Trump presidency. You always hear this these words, if President Obama had done this, Republicans would be going bonkers. Mm-hmm. Bonkers. What say you? Do we have Vanessa? I'm here. Yeah. Yes. You okay, know what? so what say you? Yes. I think all of this, y'all, is going to take some time. I think that um, with Pelosi, this is just me. People were wondering yeah. why Pelosi went ahead and put in the impeachment when she didn't even know what the actual transcript said. This is just Vanessa. I think somebody pulled her coat and told her what was in the transcript and that that is the reason why she dropped the bomb to impeach and unbeknownst to her, that it was more information in that transcript than what she actually needed to impeach him. I am proud of Como on CNN for grudging at Giuliani and getting that information out of him and opening up his mouth. And now we actually have something to impeach him with. I think that when you start asking presidents of other countries to step in and find out dirt just so you can win an election, I think you should be under the bus. What I uh, also think that Barr... I think that Pence, I think that all of them that are hiding the tape, they are aware of it, they know what's going on, I think all of them should go down as well. So to me, I think this impeachment process is going to take a few minutes because they're going to have to bring in somebody other than the whistleblower because the whistleblower was not there to actually see all of this stuff. I think that those witnesses, those other 10, 12 people that was there that actually know, they're going to have to get those people to talk. And as long as Trump is standing there saying, I'm going to, um, what did he say? He was going to kill the people uh, who did treason. I think that as long as he's throwing threats out there, people are going to be intimidated and they're going to be afraid to talk. I might be wrong about that, but I, I, I really think that he no, did no, but- intentionally no, no, no. You're right, Vanessa. Here's another, here's another kiss moment for you Americans out there. Once again, keep it simple, stupid. You know, once again, let's remove the fact that it's the president and all these other different things. Think about if you were at work and you saw somebody doing something that was illegal and bogus. What would you do? Would you not? Okay, you try to file claims and say, look, I'm going to file a claim because the bottom line is what this guy is doing is illegal. You are protected under the Whistleblowers Act. But guess what? This is another Republican president. Think about what happened with Scooter Libby and that whole thing with Valerie Plain's husband, who, I mean, when Valerie Plain was outed because of the fact yeah. that her husband said some things derogatory about how the Bush administration was handling the Iraq war. 
once again. So it's a situation, Vanessa, where, you know, the bottom line is he makes comments saying, well, you know, in the old days, in the old days they would take him and shoot him and hang him and do all these other different things. This guy is a lunatic. And for you people who support him, you know, I'd start looking at you guys through a different lens. Because he's a lunatic. He is a lunatic. Mr. Elias, your thoughts? Well, Jay, I'll say it again, man. Um, It was just a long time coming. It should have been. It should have been done, you know, from him making money off the presidency. He's been making money for so long off the presidency, and it's all about money with this guy, man. It is all about money. You see, he held. He was holding the money, which was our money, our taxpayer money, from another government that we where we agreed to help. You know, this is this is this whole thing, man. It, it stinks to high hell, and you still got people who, you know, for for, for God's sake, are, are, are standing behind this president. I mean, even when it's in your face, even when it's in your face that this guy is asking another government to do, to to a, a, another country to come in and mess with our democracy, you are still standing behind this, but you will talk. Stuff about Colin Kaepernick taking a knee from against police brutality. Where are you patriots at now? Where are you guys to stand up for our country? You're standing for a man, not a country. I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. I cannot understand it. And, and, this, and here's this is the else, other thing else I want to say. I, I can't yeah. wait until. Uh, other people, because once this thing it gets spirals out of control, people are going to start jumping ship. And when they start jumping ship, I want to see what the other people are going to say about the other phone calls that he's had with, like, Putin and the guy from Saudi Arabia. I just want to see it. I do. Well, well, think about think about what Jeff, what former Republican Jeff, uh, Senator Jeff Flake said. He said if they held a secret vote, that at least 34 Republican senators would vote to impeach him. So they're playing politics. But this is no different. The Democrats played politics in the 90s. My problem with the political situation, let, let me say this. Let me say one thing about when, when President Obama was in office and how President Obama went to these vulnerable Democrats and said, hey, look, we need to pass universal health care. And, you know, you're going to have to stand up and take the badge of curse because at the end of the day, you may lose your seat behind this. And that was a part of that wave. So people talk about how President Obama got slaughtered. He got slaughtered in those midterms that year because a lot of those Democrats said, look, we're going to go ahead and put, we have to do what's in the best interest of the country. So they're going to vote us out of office, but guess what? We're looking at the greater good. That's not what's happening in today's Republican Party. Republican, today's Republican Party, you're saying, look, bottom line is it's all about politics. We're not going to cross this man. You can't tell me that for someone who's supposed to represent the Constitution of the United States, for you to think that this is okay, it's not okay. And you're starting to see some cracks, Vanessa, some cracks. You know, Meadows, he's a Trump guy. You know, one of the things he said during the hearing was, he said, you know what, this is not okay. This is not okay. Mitt Romney, you know, he's saying this is troubling. Now, a lot of people are blowing off what Mitt Romney is saying because they feel that the only reason Mitt Romney's doing this 
It's because he has problems with the president. So what do you think, Vanessa? Yeah, let me see what they say. Hey, guys. You there? Yes. I do apologize. I didn't catch on that because I had people talking to me, so I apologize. I'm going to have to step from that, that question. I didn't hear it. Well, Miss Elliott, she's already. Go ahead and respond, and she can hear what your response to it. Go ahead, Miss Elliott. Well, you know what, man? Look, it, the more they should be. They, hey, look, man, they should be speaking out. If it's wrong, it's wrong. If it's right, it's right. You know, the bottom line. Mitt Romney knows it's wrong, and they, they're not. They're not speaking out strong enough against this, man. The bottom line. They know this is corrupt. They know this is corrupt. So, you know, these are the same bastards that are standing up there and high-five each other anything that he's saying. These are the same ones, but they're not speaking out against the, 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 our democracy. For our, they're not speaking out for our democracy. You know, these are the same ones that want you to show the voter ID when you come in to, to, to vote. You know, even though, you know, my mother, God, she's 99 years old, you know, I still have her ID, but say she lost her ID. And, you know, people at the voting know who she is. But if she had lost her ID, come on. This, 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 this is what happens. So you, you want, you want to, to suppress the vote laws, but yet still you want somebody to come in and help this election. And you don't see anything wrong with that. You know, I, I can't understand all these, these I say it again, all these patriots that stood up for, for what he said, you know, the stuff against Colin Kaepernick. Where are you at now? Don't don't talk to me about patriotism. They're still there. No, they're not. No, they're not. Because they, they're not there, Vanessa. Because if they were there, they'd be speaking out against this man right now. They'd be telling this man, hey, look, we can't do this anymore. We can't, we can't back you anymore because you're asking for help to, to interfere with our election. That's because well, we know we're going to lose. Well, you know, listen, don't say that because we thought he wasn't going to win. And guess what? He's sitting at 1,600 Pennsylvania okay. Avenue. I, I, don't, okay. I, I don't take anything away. Vanessa, I'm telling you, I do not take anything okay. away fr- from the fact that this guy could possibly win re-election. I, I'm not you know taking what? anything I for totally granted. Agree. I agree with that, Jay. But let's let me rephrase it then, because you want to get the email. He he is afraid of Biden. If he you don't hear him talk about Kamala Harris, you don't hear her talk him talk about Booker. You don't hear him talk about nobody. Well, he's looking but at the Biden. polls. He's looking at the polls. Yeah, the polls. He's, yeah, so he's looking. That's all yeah. he does because he stays in his in his room and stuff. For what the first six hours of the day, looking at TV and such. So, I mean, hey. But you know, I don't even think that's it, though. I, you know what I think it is. And we have Jackie. Jackie, we're gonna bring Jackie in after I make this comment. Well, this is what I think it is. I think it's a situation where this guy knows that as soon as he jumps on Executive One, because it will be called Executive One once he's a former president, as soon as it lands wherever it's going to land, I think he is afraid that the authorities will be waiting for him on the tarmac to lead him away in black SUVs. We're not talking about the normal black SUVs they give to current presidents or former presidents. We're talking about the law enforcement black SUVs. I really truly believe he understands. Listen, Michael Cohn, 
is in prison for a crime that him and Donald Trump committed. Mm. You think about it, he's in prison for the role that he played. He was the, he was the henchman. He wasn't even the main guy. And the only reason why Donald Trump's not in jail is because Donald Trump is the president of the United States. In my opinion. Yeah. So for you people to walk around here and think that this guy has your best interest. I Look, I, I'm talking to people out here on social media. No one has said anything. It's, I should name five things that Donald Trump has done. Ain't nobody can come up with five. They are with tax cuts. The tax cuts, well, you know, most economists are saying that those tax cuts are going to be uh, uh, detrimental to the long-term economic plan for America. Right? The deficit, which Republicans, oh, my God, we're deficit hawks. The deficit is shooting through the roof. You can't name something. He's rolling back environmental protections. Yeah, but you know what? That's going to hurt us in the long run. That's going to hurt the environment. He got us out there a Iran deal. Really? Well, most people said we should have probably stayed in it. And he talks about President Obama giving all this money to the Iranians. What they're not telling the truth about is the fact that that's money. It was already Iran's money. We didn't give them whatever billion dollars in yeah, that we money. gave them. That was their money that was frozen through assets. And so during the negotiation process, we said, okay, if you're going to abide by this, we're going to unfreeze your own money. We didn't give you the money. It was yours in the first place. All we did was frozen because you guys were bad actors. When you negotiate, you got to give some stuff. Okay, we'll give you your money back. But when you listen to Republicans tell that story as if, oh, he's paying ransom, oh, he gave him all this money. No, unfroze money that was already theirs. So you people, you know, wake up. Oh, he's done for this country. What has he done for this country? You can't tell me. Let's bring in Jackie our director of social media outreach uh, in her final days in that capacity. Say good morning. Jackie, what's happening? Good morning. How are you? Good morning. How's everybody doing? Good morning. Living in the world of Trump. Yeah. Question is, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Once again, excuse any background noise because I'm outside. All I got to say is Trump is toast. However, this goes, jail is in it. Is that, did you say he's toast? Yeah. Toast. Wow. I mean, jail okay. is in his future. Oh, no. However, this goes, if he do the mixing and resign, then he heads to jail. If he actually goes through an appeasement process, he's in jail. If they actually, actually, if he actually even makes it to his election, which is possible, if he deals in his future. So I think it's just a matter of time of when he's going to jail. There ain't no if, when, because I swear to God, if you're any self-respecting moral person, see, I got to trust and believe that there's some self-respecting moral people on the GOP. And you just got to look at him for what he's doing. And call it as it is. I mean, you can't. How, how much money can you with this? I have to believe there's somebody actually, actually moral on that other side that says enough is enough. 
And all I can do is hope and pray that that time is now officially here. Because this is utterly ridiculous. What has gone on yeah. is utterly ridiculous. Amen. That's what he said about that. Utterly ridiculous. It's at a whole different level. I mean, you're right about that. What's going on here is a whole different level. And the bottom line is for people who continue to think that this guy is doing the right thing, it's unbelievable. You know, I had people tell me, you know, I thought we were friends, Jay. Yeah, I did too. But at some point in time, you have to step up. I, and I'm here to tell you, people may people may not believe this, and you know, I don't care. If President Obama had done half the stuff that this guy's doing, I'd be the first one saying, get him out of there. I would be. Because what's right is right, what's wrong is wrong. And I wish this show was on the air back during the Clinton administration, because I got into a lot of arguments with a lot of my friends, because I was like, hey, this guy, you know, is unbecoming of the office of the president. Oh, man, what that man does in his personal business, that's his own personal business. No, it's not his own personal business. He's the president of the United States. That don't matter. That don't matter. You know, the bottom line is that, you know, when he did, you know, if he want to get him a little something, so, you, know, you know, okay, right. That's sex. That's his personal life. You're the president of the United States, and you're having sex in the Oval Office. Now, I know that sounds like a fantasy for a lot of you cats out there, but at the end of the day, that's unbecoming of the president. And I had a lot of my Democratic buddies come after me because I made those comments. And I stuck by those comments, and I will continue to stick by them. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. If, you're the, if you signed up for that position, if you ran for that office, then guess what? There are consequences. I mean, you know what that office is all about. Because if it wasn't a problem for you to be having sex and all this other stuff, why deny it? Say, yeah, you know, hey, I stayed in the office late one night and I wanted to get some. But you knew it was unbecoming. That's why you lied about it, President Clinton. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, well, you know, you know, that was wrong, that man did. Okay, fine. But the bottom line is he did. He was wrong. And they did the right thing by impeaching him for lying under oath. But this guy here takes it to a whole different level. What One thing I will say about President Trump, that he has forever changed the presidency. Forever. Just like when 9-11 came around, Mr. Elias, and the way we travel has forever been changed, this guy has changed the, the, the perception of the president forever. People don't respect that office like they used to. What did LeBron James call him, Mr. Elias? He says, you clown, nobody wants you bum, nobody wants to come to the White House to see you. This is the right. president of the United States that he's talking to. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's, that's for sure. He has that, changed that, I mean, this. Yes, there's, there's no yep. respect for that office anymore. He, None would help. You got that right. The White House will never be the same. Never be the same. And he has, let me tell you something, and I think, and people may look at me crazy for saying this, I think for a good thing. I think what he has done, he has been so out of whack that they're going to have to go back and, and relook at the powers of the president. And it's unfortunate. Because this guy walks around here like he has a crown on his head. He thinks he's a king. Mm. And it's amazing like I said. to watch people fall in line with this. And these are, these, these are seasoned legislators who understand how it works. Well, I thought they did. But they're all concerned about what the generational effect that they can have on people. They're kissing this man's behind because they, you know why? Because there's a possibility he may be able to put another Supreme Justice on the uh, on the Supreme Court. 
he's already nominated more freaking uh, conservative judges to the to the lower courts than any president in this in this nation's history. Conservatives, you know, uh, evangelicals. This guy is on tape. You you hear him on tape confirming with Michael Cohen about paying off Stormy Daniels, and they act like they can't yep. hear that. They oh well, yeah, well, you know, okay. <laughs> he's he's on tape, and yet and still these guys they still follow because you know why? Because they're looking at the bigger prize, and who knows? I mean, is it right, wrong, or different? I have no idea. Unbelievable. All right, coming up next. What will this do for Joe Biden? It is the best Sunday. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about what's happening with Joe Biden. We'll talk about what's happening over at Fox News. You know, they're starting to have a civil war. Man, I tell you what, it's a beautiful day in America. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rao Show. It is the best Sunday morning online radio show, period. Hi, I'm Jay, the host of the serious side of the TGRS, and I'm asking you to come join me and my friends for some serious conversation before you go to church. It's the serious side of the TGRS. Happens every Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the BTR Radio Network.
347 is our calling number, 347 You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TGRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Let me give you the breakdown. Uh, we have everybody in the house now. Listen, uh, Jerome is free. He actually gives us on a week. Uh, huh? What you say, Mr. Elias? I got a call, Before we start... Uh, I got a call, Jerome. Um, he just sent me a message. He can't get in. Um, okay, and give him a call. Marie, for you. I, okay. And uh, uh, that was New Era by uh, Prada. Prada. But the song that was that was Brian, no, that was, uh, Brian that was uh, Brian Coberson. Yeah. Yeah, that was him. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Well, we'll get that to her. Absolutely. All right. So listen, uh, the resident texter, he is the resident texter this morning. Johnny D has checked in on the Trump impeachment. He says, needless to say that this is the most corrupt regime in American federal and state and local government. The fact is America is no longer the moral authority in the world, and the supporters of criminal Trump have allowed the bar to be lowered to a point in which all Americans should be embarrassed and ashamed to support and defend wrong. This government has attempted to strong-arm an allied country at, at the interests of Russia. If you saw the hearings, it is clear the Republican Party are going to attempt to change the narrative. And he said, I'm ready to go live, and he is here live. Thank goodness the one and only Mr. Johnny D in the place to be in the house. Good morning, Johnny. How are you? Good morning, good morning, good morning. I tell Hello. You, I Please state your name after the tone, and Google Voice will try to connect you. Jay, okay, can you hear me? Go ahead, man. That's Mr. Elias. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Again, I, I am I am blessed and, and glad to be here. Uh, some communication oh, issues, but here? you got me in and uh, <laughs> had some had some things I need to do for work. So. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, we can pay you here. Let's say good morning to Mr. Hollis. Let, let's, uh, okay, well, uh, we're trying to bring Jerome in, so we're trying to call him through the board. That's what you heard. So, yeah, we're having some issues this morning. But Mr. Elias is in the house. Jerome's in the house. Vanessa's in the house. And, of course, our director of social media is in the house. Uh, in her final days, the one and only Jackie in the place to be. Good morning, Jackie. How are you? I'm doing well. How's everybody doing? <laughs> we're doing. We're trying to fight through the audio issues we're having. Yeah, absolutely. And for those who are checking in, uh, if you can't get in, unfortunately, we're having some problems with the board. So if you uh, jump in the chat room or if you hit us up on social media, you need us to call call you. We will call you from the board if you want to listen to the show. All right, Jackie, meantime, in between time, how do people continue to listen to this show uh, when we're not live? Well, if you need more info about the TJRS Radio Network, Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and all three pages have the same ending handle, facebook.com slash group, twitter.com, instagram.com slash TJRS radio. And also, if you allow me to do so, I want to welcome you all uh, to keep up with me. Check out my new Thoughts Provision page on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Thoughts Provision. Anything and everything about Thoughts Provision you want to keep up with, that is the place to follow me at. Thoughts Provision Anniversary coming up October the 20th, nine years of Thoughts Provision. 
and I'm going to be in a play coming up November the 16th called Hope Arise. So I welcome you to keep up with any and everything Thoughts for Vision right there on the new Thoughts for Vision page. All right. There you go. We'll definitely keep it up because she's still our sister. We still love her to death. So we'll continue. And she'll be, she'll still check in with the show. Uh, but and, yeah, and we thank will you definitely do that. And, uh, we appreciate it. Love to. Really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, she is the greatest man. Well, she you know, I love I you all. I love you all. Yeah, the only reason I'm saying this is because it's Sunday, but uh, anyway, thank you, Jackie, for what you do for us. Love you so much. Love you to pieces. All right, 347 Wow. Wow, Love you to death. Love you to death. You know better than that. Come on. All right, so listen, we mentioned this guy's name earlier, but he is in the house uh, after many, uh, multiple attempts trying to get in, uh, the one and only, uh, the smartest man of Mr. Jerome Spree from SpreeRadio.net. What's going on, Jerome, man? How you doing? Nothing much, man. I, every, I resorted to going into the chat today. <laughs> so oh, I, man. I, I can hear you. You can hear me. <laughs> well, thank goodness I didn't say anything bad about you. <laughs> so he's in the house. He is in the place to be, my man, uh, the one and only Mr. Jerome Spree. All right, listen, we're talking all Trump this morning. It's all about the impeachment. And before we go any further, let me get Jerome's thought on this. And then, you know, the bottom line is that there is a civil war going on at Fox. Because Fox is saying to themselves, okay, we need to be prepared to report the news. And so with the words coming out of Fox by people who are leaking this information, as Fox News is secretly preparing news coverage on the impeachment of Donald Trump. Because they can see the writing on the wall. They're saying, we need to be ready for this. And this is going to be real news. Because let me tell you what Fox and friends were doing the day after all this stuff broke out. You know what Fox and friends were doing, Mr. Elias? While every while every network was covering the blistering reports that came out from the whistleblower, Fox and Friends, they were tasting pancakes, and they were saying to themselves, hmm, which one tastes better, the one with butterscotch or the one with pecan? That's what they were covering <laughs> on Fox and News the next day. So Fox and Friends, hey. so now there is a civil war going on here, but let me get Jerome's thoughts on this real quick. Let me get Johnny's thoughts on this real quick, so we want to go and listen to some Fox News Hosts have at it. So, Jerome, man, what do you think about what's happening here with this whole thing? You know, Fox News is a business, right? So it is not news. So they're fighting with the people who actually are trying to do news because it is glaringly obvious that this dude has had, like, treason, treasonous activity, right? So you can't just work with other governments against U.S. citizens. Hell, like the mm-hmm. FBI can't even work overseas. That's what the, F- the CIA does. The CIA can't work domestically. Like the FBI does not work with us overseas unless the government invites them to look at something, like investigating. Right. But right. Trump offered the FBI to work with a foreign entity against a U.S. citizen. You cannot partner with foreign com- countries. That. So it is blatantly obvious to the, anybody who has any sense that that is pretty treasonous, and um, he's going to get impeached for it. That's the easiest thing to impeach him for. Everything else, you can spin it. You can say it was interpretation, like his words. He said this, but he meant that. In this case, they have him on tape reaching out to them. That's a problem. Once you, once you get on tape, there's the Nixon stuff all over. Wait a minute. Okay, you say that. 
you say that, but they had him on tape with Michael Cohen saying, okay, go ahead and make that payment to Stormy yeah, but, Daniels, and that clown survived that. Yeah, but think think about it this way. You know, it's, it's Republicans we're talking about, so apparently hooker pedophile stuff don't really bother them so much as you think it would. That that would right. happen on the Democratic side. Again, <laughs> Al Franken's not there wow. because it looked like something, right? Al Franken yeah. didn't get convicted or even charged with nothing, but he had to leave. These guys on the other side, these dudes are off the chain. Like, if we know that, you know, from pictures of Trump pretty much filling up his daughter, you can see all of these things, and it didn't bother them one bit. So we need to call it what it is. We cannot keep, like, sugarcoating this or trying to pacify people and trying to act like everything is even. You know, uh-huh. what happens is that these guys on the Republican side can damn near do anything. The women are like, yeah, I know, he said grab some women by the cross, but unemployment's down. And it's like unemployment was going down anyway. That was that trend was started from Obama. And when I hear that, I was in the chat and someone said that, you know, unemployment's down, but here's a, here's a trick. If you don't know anything about the crisis when um, – we damn near went into a, a depression, into the Great Recession part. Companies cut all of their high-paid workers and hired them back for cheap. So they're getting two to three people at the price of one person now. Of course, unemployment, and they have money to spare because they pretty much starved out everybody. That's why everybody got two or three jobs now. And they're like, we can't hire workers. It's like, yeah, because you're paying the minimum wage. So you have to look at that in context. You just cannot be simple and just look at something and go, hey, you know what? He did do the best he could for for women. Women employment is down and this and that. You can't look at it like that. There's reasons why um, we're in the position that we're in. And that was, again, from Obama setting course because apparently this Trump dude or dotard did not do anything to stimulate economy at all. Matter of fact, a tariff is a tax. So he's raised those taxes. Mm-hmm. So I keep saying I asked a question earlier in the show. Give me five things that uh, Trump has done, and you know I'm reading through uh, a lot of the comments, and I haven't seen five. All right, Johnny, man, let's get your uh, let me get your thoughts on this thing, man. I know you text something, but I want to you know get your uh, g- g- give me some commentary here. What do, what do you think about this whole thing? You know, Jay, we have been out in front uh, as as this broadcast has allowed us to be able to uh, speak candidly, uh, being out in front, uh, informing the the American people and those in the in this particular listening audience. It's the handwriting has been on the wall for a long period of time, and and I don't think, by any stretch of the imagination, that that this 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 criminal. And and I like Jerome's utilization of treason because I think that we have to start utilizing words that that define and depict his acts. Uh, clearly, he is treasonous in his act, and what he did to Ukraine is no more than extortion. You know, now we can sit down, we can soften it up. Queer pro quo is associated with the Civil Rights Act of 1964 and and generally sexual harassment. This ain't have nothing to do with sexual harassment. This is extortion. This is one superpower nation dictating the well-being of a smaller country who just so happened to be in conflict with with Donald Trump's uh, 
allies, which should be as nemesis as Russia. So in, in essence, when he extorts Ukraine, now Ukraine is in a vulnerable situation because think about logistically their location, uh, Crimea, already have been annexed. And I was, I was disappointed uh, back in the day when, when America didn't act on Russia when they, when they basically siege Crimea. But to think that you've got a country who now has a leader who had to succumb and bow down to Donald Trump at his will and make these comments, which we're going to hear played over and over again, although they're not authentic, is, is indeed shameful. But our reality, our reality is, is, is this here. Uh, we are in an era in American history which chronicles no period of time ever. I mean, you have not had a, a more criminal uh, government than what we have now. And what I really and truly want to see is that the American white male to stand up and be accountable because the image of the ugly American in the American white male is being depicted and determined by Donald Trump and the Lindsey Grahams and the Nunezes and the Mitch McConnells and all of those individuals who continuously promote this false message is simply putting America at risk. America is more vulnerable now from a national security standpoint than it has ever been in the history. Now, for those scholars who write truth will tell you that, and they have documented it, it's well documented and chronicled. So we are heading into a scenario where we're not going to be able to retreat. We're not going to be able to recover, just like all of the great, powerful uh, you know, nations of the world with, with Rome and, and, and Persia and, and, and China and all of those governments now – that are seemingly subordinate to, a, to America will ultimately surpass America. Now, I hate that being a black man who lives in America, but that's where we at. And so the ones who now who are profiting off of it is really sacrificing the generations of young people. You know, every day you, you, you read an article or you hear something on the news, they, they, they talk about the children of our future. Look at what this criminal has done in order to jeopardize and tank that. I, I saw the tweet this morning where he talked about, you know, bragging about his, the, the, this great economy that he's created. He, he was a benefactor of the, the, the President Obama's um, uh, plans, and he has just simply sat back and just allowed things to shape. But that, too, will come to an end. He talked about this, this, this great tax cut, which was for simply the rich, and he talked about all the things that he's done, but yet no one can see any real bills passed other than these these, these daunting uh, executive orders that he makes. So, again, he's a treasonous, he's a criminal, this is the most corrupt government, and for those individuals who sit back and, and they lend their listening ears every Sunday and they make these contrary comments and try to play, you know, uh, Republican versus Democrat, black versus white, it has nothing to do with right and wrong. That's what I'm a defender of, right and wrong, and this guy has no right in him. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, you're that. right, man. Go ahead, go ahead, Jerome. You're right. I mean, that was, that's that's um, extortion. And so there's very fundamental things that you can't do, right? Even if you're working with a foreign government, if you was working with somebody here, you can't extort from somebody else. So his tweeting, his going back and telling um, the families of people in the intelligence agency, is like the, the people who are giving information to the whistleblower are, are um, what do you call them? He said something like they were 
I don't know, they were betraying him, but he was saying that they were enemies, you know, kind of thing. Like, oh, treason, still, treason, treason, you know, they, they, you know, treason. Oh, yeah, they're treason, they're, you know, yeah, 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 man. Right. Espionage, but, but, you pick a word, so, it's clown. So now he's, now he's forcing them, like he's doing this in plain sight. You can't exclude, excuse that, because if he said it and got caught on camera um, saying that, that just means that he's threatening the people who are still there, saying that if you talk to him, we're going to investigate you. So they're not even being that careful on, on that stuff. And I want to I want to add one thing on to it. Um, to Johnny didn't say this, but just to in the spirit of what he was talking talking about, is I always you know kind of feel like we are missing the boat when it comes to white folks handling their children, right? So when it comes down to it, if we're looking at the impression around the world. White folks should not be the standard bearer of the world generally because of funda- very fundamental facts. When we look at, you know, mass shooting and all of that other stuff, those are primarily white male things. When we look at, you know, and they never looked at the least amongst them as a problem. So whether it is white women who never get convicted of jack squat and white men who never are accountable you know, you can be a sniper and kill all of these people, and they'll be like, well, he might have had mental problems. Like, they don't want to take responsibility for Jack. So how the rest of the world sees them, we can be brainwashed on this side because they're still controlling all the networks, giving us impression. So we're bombarded with the same in, um, the, the same information, you know, the whole Tarzan thing. And it's like, oh, no, white males are cool, right? But on the ground, on the surface, they have a, a correct assessment when some countries are starting to say, we're not, our citizens, we're telling them not to go to the U.S. because they're showing their true colors. Trump is an abomination of that, but it don't mean it's not true because apparently the supporters that are using that lie, we're supporting him because of the economy, we're supporting him, and we just want to bring the nation together. You want the nation to be together around that nonsense again around Klan, around neo-Nazi. You want us to still be okay that y'all are doing that same nonsense. And that, that has to end at some point. We're going to get immune to it. So as y'all keep showing your butt, I don't care who you put out here saying, oh, it's going to be bad for the Democrats if they impeach Trump. It will not. That's why he don't want to be impeached. He needs to have a scar, uh, an asterisk on his name just to show that some people were awake while he was while he was in office, you know. So we we need to we need to you know kind of understand that. It's interesting you 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 know you bring the fact that he didn't want to be impeached. And you know I said earlier in the show that you know this guy is afraid he's going to go to jail, and, and that's what this is all about. I mean, you can sit here and say, oh, he wants to you know he wants this guy is thinking about himself. Period. In the story, full stop. This doesn't have a damn thing to do with running the country. He's concerned about going to jail. And so now what has to happen is people are scrambling, especially Republicans, to try to figure out, okay, how do we fall down on this? Like I mentioned earlier, Jeff Flake said, look, if they held a secret vote, 34 Republican senators would vote to impeach him. But because they're playing politics, they're not going to do a damn thing because, you know, and this is the reason why Republican Democrats should push this and make force a vote. You know, stand up for who you are because the polls are changing. 
63% of Americans now support impeachment of this president. And not only is there a conflict within Republicans, but there's also a conflict on Fox News. Fox News is saying, man, how do we deal with this? So you have people on Fox, some folks on Fox report the news, and then you have the Tucker Carsons of the world. Let's listen to this, and we'll talk on the other side. Fox News Senior Judicial Analyst Judge Andrew Napolitano is here. We've been able to see now the transcript of this phone call between Zelensky and the, the, the Ukrainian president and President Trump that President Trump just called a hoax. But from this transcript, the details of the call, what's your biggest takeaway? That after the president of the Ukraine said we need to buy more and he gave a specific type of missile, javelin missiles, missiles from you, the president said, you know, we're interested in helping you, but I need a favor. And then he articulated what the favor was. And at the time he articulated that, you have to take this in context. The context is that the United States government is sitting on a commitment to, to wire $140 million to the Ukrainian government and to sell a quarter of a billion dollars worth of military equipment to the Ukrainian government. And the president is asking in, for in their fight against the Russians. Correct, correct. There are Russian tanks on the on the border. Yeah, there's a they, war now. They need and and the Russians have taken a part of their country away from them, and the American public policy has been to help defend Ukraine for years, and they need the equipment. And the president asked for a favor. Yesterday on this air at this time, you said that the requesting of that favor uh, in exchange for investigating his political opponent amounted to a crime. Do you stand by that? I recognize that a lot of lawyers may disagree with that, including the Justice Department, because the Justice Department says asking for that kind of favor is let not a thing let of me value. Read that. The, 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 the Department of Justice official tells Fox News that the president suggesting or asking about an investigation of former President Biden and his son, quote, could not be quantified as a thing of value. Here, meaning at DOJ, it was concluded that whatever this was, it was not a thing of value. There is a lot of legal authority, and I join it on the other side. And the other side basically says anything that helps the campaign, whether it's cash or emails or, or smearing uh, your opponent, is a thing of value. And therefore, requesting it is a crime. Yes. Last night on this network, during primetime opinion programming, a partisan guest who supports President Trump was asked about Judge Napolitano's legal assessment. And when he was asked, he said, unchallenged, Judge Napolitano is a fool. Attacking. Actually, you know, that clip is short. I'm going to try to play the rest of it because we actually had, it was really Tucker Carlson and some clown he had on his show uh, talking about what uh, Shep Smith and what Chris Wallace and some of the people who are actually trying to report real news over there on that network had to say. But they are finding themselves, uh, uh, Mr. Elias, they are finding themselves in defensive mode because they realize that at some point in time they have to cover the story. They're fo they say they're Fox News. And so they have a division over there because there are people over there that's going to, that's going to report the news. Chris Wallace has had problems with Stephen Miller. He's come after him when he said stupid stuff on his show. He has come out and said, for Republicans to sit here and say there's no dare there here, you are living a lie because, damn it, the bottom line is, is that what this guy is doing is wrong. 
Chris Wallace, Shep Smith has always come after uh, the Trump presidency and for the hypocrisy that lies within. But if you get to that primetime lineup, you know, Sean Hannity and Laura Ingram and, you know, Tucker Carlson and Judge Gepito, whatever freaking name is, when you get to those people, they're the one that's spouting off that nonsense. And unfortunately, those are the programs that have the highest uh, uh, listen, you know, listeners, you know, per per uh, per average, Mistelia. So even though you have some people on Fox who are saying the right thing, the message is the message really getting out there when you have you know their main shows still spreading those lies. Hmm. Well, Paul Ryan came out and told told the told the people to get ready for an impeachment. Paul Ryan just came out and said that he said get ready. Want a piece, man. The handwriting's on the wall, man. You cannot do this. And but see, y'all don't give guys like that courage, right? You know, you, you're sitting at home now. You're chilling. Now you well, have no, courage. I'm not giving them any courage. Hey, oh, well, piece of, hey, stop it. These guys are jokes. Well, not by not not by any means am I doing that. But I'm just saying he's telling he's telling everybody to get ready for it because look, look, man, the handwriting's on the wall. This man, this man. <laughs> You cannot ask for another nation to come in and help with your election, man. You cannot do that. Man, that's what he's doing. So Fox News, well, Fox Entertainment, it's not news. Fox Entertainment is all that is, is entertainment for first people. In the audacity, Jackie, the fact that this guy, when you go back and look at the timeline, he began these conversations right after the Mueller situation. So he was like, hey, I'm Teflon John. And so guess what? Since they didn't find any collusion, I mean, these people must really be stupid because all the breadcrumbs I left out there, if they didn't pick that up, well, shoot, they, you know, come on. This is something that I can control. I can control the phone call. So he was like, he was emboldened. Because he, cause remember, when all this first kicked off, one of the things that President Trump said was, RF, my, pres- my presidency is over. When all this everything kicked off, remember that happened earlier on. But then when the report came out and he realized that he still had Kool-Aid drinking Americans following him around, he said, oh, well, shoot, man, I'm Teflon Don. You know, get Ukraine on the phone. Hey, guess what, guys? You want some money? I need something from you. Because if these clowns didn't find all the breadcrumbs that I put out there earlier, they damn sure not going to control something where it's a secure call and it's just me and you on the line. You know, come on. What say you, Jackie? Uh, there you go. The the emboldened White House, the emboldened base, the emboldened Fox Network. <laughs> there you go. There, there's this plane says, whole predecessor. Pred- Look, can't even talk with this sucker. <laughs> just yeah. emboldened. Just an yeah, emboldened I mean, White House. Uh-huh. And now I'm about to see his emboldened butt go to jail. Champagne, anyone? <laughs> you know, so, so, Champagne, you know, Johnny, anyone? That's the thing that got me. That was the thing that got me, Johnny, was the fact that immediately afterwards, this guy gets on the line. And he starts talking to the Ukrainian president, which, you know, once again, think about this for a second. Let me, let me stop here and just reset the table here for one second. And what I mean by that is this guy, you know, the Ukrainian president, is, he's a comedian that plays a president on TV. 
and they vote this guy in office. Look at what's going on with uh, the guy, uh, the Prime Minister of uh, Great Britain. It looks like they're going to throw his butt out of office. When will people understand that, you know, running a country is not a popularity contest, and that at the end of the day, someone has to have the ability to govern. You want to get away from, oh, we, you know, status quo, status quo. But look what's going on. Look what's happening in the U.K. Look what's going on with this guy. Look at the new Ukrainian president under pressure. Uh, okay, uh, yes, sir, yes, sir, Trump, no problem, no problem, yes, no problem. I would talk to Rudy Giuliani. You know, so, we, so this whole thing, and this is the other thing I think that Trump forgot about, Johnny. Remember about a year and a half ago, remember that, that, um, that um, op-ed that was put out there by a group of people that said, we are the resistance within the White House? Remember that? And so Trump thinks he has a, you know, he's trying to, he has this whole communication thing going on. He thinks, okay, they didn't find all the crap that was out there doing the Mueller report, so they damn sure not going to find this out because this is just phone calls, you know. Between us, within with you know with, that we control within our environment, but he he forgot that there are people within that White House that are working against him, and so this stuff has come to light because that resistance is still alive and well within the four yeah. walls of sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Avenue. What say you? Uh, you know what, Jay? I, I, your your assessment is accurate, but I I, I want to change the, the wording on that. Um, it's not that people are working against the treasonous and the criminal Trump. It's the fact that you've got decent people, whether it be black, white, Hispanic, Asian, uh, Macedonian, whatever, that's just good people who want to see people do the right thing. So for those individuals who he wants to uh, persecute and criminalize and call them traitors and treasonous and things like that, those are the people who are in every facet of life. You know, there's a neighbor out there that 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 sets down the street from Jay Riley. That every time Jay Riley may do something, uh, that 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 somebody is going to report it. Every time that anybody does something good or bad. Now, you know, of course, you got some extremists out there who will report the good and the bad. But the reality of it is, is I think that you just got some hardworking people who understands the role in which they have sworn an oath to, and they want to serve it out. And when this guy puts in jeopardy their, their moral parameters, then, yeah, that's where you're – from an ethical standpoint, you know, how low do you, do you continuously allow him to lower the bar? You look at Rudy Giuliani, who sits there and just blatantly lies, uh, oh, I was told to go over there by the State Department. Well, even this Joseph McGuire, who sat there and stumbled through, what, was four or five hours of testimony the other day and did a poor job of, of just trying to skirt around uh, scenarios and, and situations and try to stay on message about, you know, I, I never talk to the president directly. The president can talk to him however he wants to. But all of these individuals are just being deceptive for their self-serving benefit. Uh, Rudy Giuliani is, has, has no official capacity, no official role, and for him to say that the State Department sent him is nothing more than a liar. You know, uh, some of the transcripts uh, indicate that he said, well, just uh, get get with Rudy. Uh, so obviously this guy is, is, is now his new Michael Cohen. But in, re, in regards to, to Donald Trump feeling emboldened and empowered, why wouldn't he? I mean, everything that he has said that he could do, which means I could shoot a person in the middle of Manhattan and get away with it. 
and the American public has, and the American media has done nothing to prevent that. Every lie that he's told, we just chalk him up and say, okay, he's up to 10,000 lies. But when have we held him accountable? When has he been responsible for it? Him talking about, you know, how he grabs women by the crotch and all the women were such in an uproar and marching on Washington and everything of that nature right there. But then when the curtain closed, who did they cast their ballot for? So the truth of the matter is, is that he is empowered and emboldened just like any other person who says, you know what, hey, I got away with this, so let me move the benchmark a little further. But the thing is, is that he's actually uh, dissipating any standard that, that was once even held by that office in Washington. He has certainly lowered the bar so far to where there is no bar now, you know. So there, there is no standard. There is no standard. There is no uh, loyalty. There is no no no, no moral obligation towards that office or towards that person who holds that office and those individuals who are letting this information out, I'm not going to call them patriots, but the reality of it is that those individuals at least have an ethical and a moral uh, standard which they won't allow him to take them below that because, trust me, he doesn't have enough cabinet folks or he doesn't have enough people employed to sit back and think that, some some operative agency <laughs> has, has incorporated individuals in. I don't think that that's happening. And for those who are going to try to take credit for it, but it's TikTok for him right now. I mean, he understands that his time is, is up, and what we have to guard against and what we got to prepare against is, is the narrative. Because as he gets more desperate, you're going to start seeing more inflammatory actions, more inflammatory language, and then that's when it's going to start playing out in the communities. So not only do we need to be prepared for that, but we also need to put some preventive measures out there because his his violence and his desire to always want to be right will not stop at any any level that's going to safeguard our communities. And I do see where it's going to be a scenario where before he is, is, is found impeached, um, I think the Senate will certainly probably hold true to form if all goes the way that it is. But as the evidence continues to mount, I think that he's going to be more critical, more inflammatory, and then you'll see acts playing out in the streets and in the community of America. And that's the sad thing. It really truly is. Absolutely. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Real quick, Jerome, does this help or hurt uh, Joe Biden? Does uh, does the whole scandal thing help or hurt mm-hmm. him? I don't yeah. really think it does too much to him. I think that it, is, really? it just depends on how it depends on how he plays it. You know how scandals mm-hmm. work. It's not what anybody says about you; it's how you react to what they say about you. So he could just right. if he would just blow it off, then technically it wouldn't stick. The problem is he's a Democrat, and so the thing with Democrats is that they always want to talk about it. it you know, and so mm-hmm. the issue was that the first. Um, the investigation that they had found that his son and the company that he – like, you could be a consultant for a company. It doesn't matter how much somebody pays me to be a consultant for them or sit on their board. Cause right. Most boards, corporate boards, actually do pay board members to be on the board. Yep. So yep. the company – there was no wrongdoing in the company, and it's not against the law to sit on a board, right? Mm-hmm. So they found no wrongdoing with them. So what questions are there to answer? Why was he on the board? And, you know, that kind of stuff, that's not his place to talk right. about what his son did. 
If you can't find nothing on Joe Biden, why are you chasing his son? They need a scandal, and so they're trying to get anything linked to him. It's like us, you know, just kind of as, as black folks generally, you can always find something on us if you want to run to our friends or somebody we went to school with. He's like, I don't even know him. He's like, yeah, but what he did was horrible. What you think about it, right? You have to know how to answer questions. And the trick is is that Joe Biden's not responsible for the actions of his son, nor was his son found to be, like, you know, guilty of anything. So, right. you know, that's just mess. And so they're just hoping that a cumulative mess will kind of sway people's opinion by thinking that Joe Biden is um, – is going to bring scandal to an office that has scandal. Like, if, if Joe Biden <laughs> scandal in there with, with Trump in comparison, the next president is going to have free reign in the seat because this fool is so corrupt along with his cabinet, and they're going to have to clean house. Do you imagine all the people who actually helped them conspire, they're going to have to get rid of them. I know they're yeah. doing their job, but they're going to have to clean house. So if you worked at a bank and somebody threatened you and they came in and robbed the bank and you helped them, you can't say, well, I helped them because they threatened me. They'll say, how come you mm-hmm. didn't turn them into the police? You fired. Or we're going to put you in jail right. with them. You still helped them. So they're going to have to yep. clean the house. So I don't think this yeah, is going to bother Biden. It is going to bother Repu- Democrats because if Biden wins, He's going to have to clean house. And do you know what the Republicans are going to say? This is just retribution. Now Trump's getting charged. Now their so attorney what? general's getting charged. They'll keep saying that this is retribution. Well, all those dudes are clearly breaking laws. Well, all right, time for NPR News update. No chatterbox this morning, uh, unfortunately, because we ran over. Coming up after the news break, though, on a need-to-know basis with Mr. Jerome Street. We'll be right back after this. Don't wait anywhere. The former leader of Zimbabwe has been laid to rest three weeks after his death at the age of 95. Ishma Mandiwa reports the family of Robert Mugabe turned down a government offer to have him interred in a National Heroes mausoleum that is already under construction. Robert Mugabe's last wish was not to be buried at the Heroes Aiken. With his burial in Zimba, his final wish was respected. The crowd of about 300 mourners was mostly local, but some, like George Muzarini, came from Harare, the capital city, some 52 miles away. He was indeed a selfless man, a man who fought for what he believed, a man who gave everything for his people. Incumbent President Emerson Munangagwa, his ministers and senior members of the ruling Zanupia party, which Mugabe led for more than four decades, were conspicuous by their absence. For NPR News, I'm Ishma Fundikwa in Zimba, Zimbabwe. Myanmar is calling for Rohingya Muslim refugees in neighboring Bangladesh to be repatriated to their former homes so they can live in what the country's minister of state calls a more conducive environment. In comments before the U.N. General Assembly on Saturday, Myanmar's Minister of State says the country is working with Bangladesh and also the U.N. to find a long-term and practical solution. I'm Windsor Johnston, and you're listening to NPR News from Washington. Five, four, three, two, one. The 
First Lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? All right, folks, it's time for my favorite part of the show on a needs to know basis with our main man, Mr. Jerome Esprit. Jerome, man, what's on the agenda for this morning? You know, I was going to start off with um, Mugabe um, being laid to rest, but since you played that clip, I really won't talk about it. But generally, I want to say about this is. I know that there's many different um, perspectives on him, but I am one of those people that will not, and I refuse to take a European view of Mugabe. So if the people there love Mugabe or like him or whatever, so be it. Because I just was having this discussion. There's a new movie coming out about Bumpy Johnson that um, yeah. that um, Forrest Whitaker is doing. Now, if you have not seen mm-hmm. With Vanessa Williams and Larry Fishburne, that's about Bumpy Johnson. Bumpy mm-hmm. Johnson, in jail, saved Lucky Luciano's life at some point and killed the guy who tried to stab Lucky Luciano in Sing Sing, right? Bumpy Johnson, as far as Harlem is concerned, made sure that, you know, and I know this is a two-headed monster in this case of saying, yeah, that guy was a gangster, he did this, but he made sure everybody was fed. If you wanted a job, you got a job. You just couldn't cross that guy with gambling debt. He was not that nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, so when I think about people like Mugabe and people saying that they don't like him, of course, when you try to cross somebody, um, nobody's going to like him. But if you don't do anything to that guy, you know, he fed, you know, he fed people. He, if you had a problem, they said when you were in Harlem at that time, if you got evicted or you lost your business, Bumpy Johnson would literally come to you and go, oh, you ain't leaving and pay their bills for them, right? As long as you didn't owe them money, you was good. So if you want to be gangster with a gangster, you were probably going to lose. So Bumpy Johnson is that guy who kept the mob out of Harlem. So it's it's on, it's on going to be an epic. Forrest Whitaker is um, it's called The Godfather of Harlem, I think. But Mugabe kind of, is, it's, it's how we write history. If we write it from a European perspective, all black people are villains. But we can watch nice movies on Lucky Luciano and Bugsy Siegel and Meyer Lansky, and they're like, oh, it's Al Capone, and they make movies about those guys, but not somebody like that. So it goes along with our program. Two, two worlds, two different perspectives. So in news, you know, the 10th person in the United States has died from the rare mosquito-borne um, illness. It's, I guess not too rare. It's Tripoli. This is according to um, officials from Massachusetts. Now, an unidentified male in his 70s in Massachusetts has died from what's called Eastern um, Equine Epilitis. And um, it's the fourth state, uh, it's the, it's the state's fourth deadly um, um, death this year. And so the nationwide total is 10, but it's a mosquito-borne illness. They spray for it around here all the time, but I don't think there's any. Wow here in upstate New York. All right. Now, the U.S. granted $945 million to fund opioid, the opioid crisis. Um, now, this, the crisis research is, is trending. They said it's about 10.5 million addicts in America. That's according to the National Institute of Health. Um, they'll distribute the new grants to 41 states. Um, as they said, that it's a boon 
in um, addiction treatment and pain measurement and management research aimed at the opioid crisis. And again, two worlds. During the crack years, they just built more yeah, jails, right. got more people. Yeah. And now mm-hmm. we need to have a little bit of compassion for them, right? No, nope, mm. that's going to happen. Dave Chappelle said it best. Well, he said, you know, just just say no. (laughs) Exactly. This is your egg on opioids. (laughs) Right. The fried egg. Just Just, say no. (laughs) This is your brain on opioids. Now, okay, so I saw in the chat room somebody was saying, oh, you know, Trump funded opioid. Trump is a white supremacist. That should answer your question. Now, health insurance costs. Um, American families are high, a record high of more than $20,000, according to a new report uh, from the Kaiser Family Foundation, which found the average annual cost for family rose nearly 5% to $20,576, with workers contributing about $6,000 to that cost. Mm. Um, you could thank Trump for that. They need to start funding health care because that's what they're doing, Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan and those guys started gutting it, so those health cost coverage is going up. Those reimbursements aren't there. So instead of trying to give somebody a tax cut and and you know extorting, or oh, I'm sorry, um, not extorting, but they are pretty much blackmailing. Uh, what was it? Um, the Ukraine. They need to start using our money <laughs> to do something yeah. else to help some people who live in this country. Yeah. Now, Illinois was hit by. Um, Two point five, two and a half inch hailstones this week. There's 70 mile an hour winds and flash floods as more than 1,000 yep. flights were canceled in what they call the freak early winter storm. You know, and we had hail in upstate New York. We had that happen too the other day. Um, Montana braced for 50 inches of snow. Damn. Yeah. They said. So they said four people were rescued from Lake Michigan in Chicago on Friday during that thunderstorm. And um, they said that front is an early winter storm. So Saturday, um, that was on Saturday, but it's expected to hit uh, Montana hard today. Mm. They're expecting 50 inches of snow. Thanks, global warming. Yeah. Really? Now, the FBI probe into Prince Andrew's link into the ex- uh, Epstein sex scandal is still on. The investigation expanded to include over 100 victims with several who may have more detail um, on him and the agency um, FBI uh, won't dismiss the claims just because he's a royal. Right? So the FBI said that they expanded their investigation um, beyond the sex slave Virginia their I'm sorry for describing you this way, but Virginia Roberts, um, she um, is providing details about Prince Andrew, but they said they have a hundred more allegations. Um, now, there's a whistleblower that told French police that Prince Andrew was a regular visitor at um, the pedophile Jeffrey Epstein's Paris apartment. So de- detectives oh. in Paris are now probing experts uh, or are now probing. Uh, reports that Prince Andrew was often on that property, and it and it comes as their apartment was raided last week, with officers discovering custom-made, 
custom made like massage chairs and all this other stuff. So wow, still going after these guys, and you know Prince Andrew is gonna get caught in this one. I don't think he's gonna be yeah. able to run from it too much. Now the FBI also this week released files on Donald Trump's former lawyer, lawyer and mentor Roy Cohen, which details allegations that he engaged in bribery, bribery and other wrongdoings before his death from AIDS. AIDS-related complications. So, um, you know, as they keep mentioning Roy Cohen and he needs a fixer, they're actually dumping all his stuff out there showing how corrupt he was. That's that's Trump's boy, which means all of them are pretty much the same. Now, an NYPD special victims detective who was 37 who monitored sex offenders is arrested for allegedly abusing his 12-year-old babysitter. The child that was babysitting wow. his child, uh, an NYPD detective, um, abused her. He was uh, allegedly sexually abusing the 12-year-old that he hired to babysit his child what? in Brooklyn, New York. All right. Now, I don't know if you guys remember the story of the the cheerleader. I don't know why they put her this way. Again, we don't have to do a, a segment of black or white because you know what race she is when I say the cheerleader, Brooke Schuyler Richardson's. You know, she was the girl who who um, was acquitted for murdering her child. She buried the child in the backyard, and they acquitted her. Right. Right. So she's 20 years old, and they treat her like she's 10. So 48 Hours did a news story on her last night, and her parents was on there. And they said, oh, they kept her close guarded. Um, she kept close guarded secrets. And they would put their life on the line for her innocence about her killing yeah. her baby and saying that, you know what? She was she had an eating disorder, so that kind of explains where her mental state is. She killed her infant, and we are now doing news stories calling her a cheerleader. She's twenty. She ain't cheered since she was in wow. high school, right? They want to make her seem like she's sick. <laughs> and at the same time, in, in the same news cycle, you know, uh, uh, Cynthia Brown, who 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 was in jail. For killing some guy who raped her, she finally. You remember she got um, a pardon, so she was released. She is now. She was sex tra- trafficking victim. Um, she actually has a new memoir out, and she has a new husband. She's married. Um, she's 31. She shared a video of herself holding a book called Free Cynthia: uh, My Search for Redemption in the American Prison System. It'll be re- released on October 15th. But I remember just doing stories about her, and nobody wanted to even hear her story. She killed the guy while she was underage who was raping her, who somebody sold her to, and they put her in jail. Yes, I remember that. Yes. You know, again, so it goes back to the story that some people in this society, in this country, we protect, and some people we don't. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of that, you know, there's the guy, um, Thomas Gilbert Jr., who's 34, the spoiled Princeton graduate is how they're describing him in the news. He was jailed for 30 years. He just got convicted for murdering his millionaire father for cutting his allowance. <laughs> Remember this guy? Oh, oh, my God. His father cut him off, and he killed him. Wow. His mother testified. Money, and- that's just you, then. I'm taking you out. Look, his mother testified. It was like, please, he was just under stress, and his father was taunting him. Like, he's 
thirty. What? Yes, she testified on his behalf for him to get no jail time. They oh gave my years. lord! He fatally shot his father for cutting his allowance. <laughs> Good God, <laughs> hey, you know, I gotta stop saying people got Menendez. They got Gilbert because this dude Thomas Gilbert was really? did the same thing. Menendez wow. back, but this guy 30, 34. He got mm. sentenced. Yeah, yeah, he cut his allowance. Menendez a fuck compared to this cat. Exactly, man. Menendez. <laughs> now, since they were so much younger, I can say. Menendez were just young, and they ain't know no better. This dude was 34. He graduated from Princeton. You can't even say that he had no critical thinking skills. Wow. That's me, man. He graduated from Princeton. Where's your job? Are you mad your man because he cut you off? Did you go to college just to go? Well, go first of all, okay, Elias, I'm going to be a little crass because I think this is funny, but damn, how much was his allowance? Because <laughs> <laughs> I know. Don't give really? Jay no letters for this. But I'm just saying, I have to make light of this horrible situation because it's just damn stupid. But really? he killed his father for cutting him off. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Wow. If my, if my allowance was that much, I would at least been stashing some of it. <laughs> yeah, really? You want to kill him for doing that? <laughs> All right, well. Wow. Now, a retired Navy captain who was 65 was left paralyzed after a plot to murder his ex-wife backfired when his stepdaughter shot him. And oh, he attacked them both with a wrench. So Henry Frank um, Herberg, who's from Florida, had plans to marry his wife, uh, plans to murder his ex-wife, and allegedly attacked her before being shot by his stepdaughter. So the police did deem that self-defense, and they didn't charge the girl, which they shouldn't have. By the time, that, that was the only decent um, police story I had to take. <laughs> that at least he didn't wow. get convicted for it. I know. All right, let me jump in real quick, Jerome. All right, we're 60 seconds out. We're going to continue to do the news. So if you want to listen, uh, you're going to have to catch in the archives because we can't call you because you can't call in. <laughs> so catch in the archives. Uh, <laughs> we so we'll can see call you, you next week. Yeah, well, <laughs> you. okay, whatever. All right, here you go, man. Jerome, floor is yours, man. Go ahead. Okay. Um, you know, a teen who was plotting a, a Columbine-style massacre on his 21st anniversary of the shooting was wow. turned over to police by his own mother after she read his Good. journal, discovered he planned to kill her, too. Now, now again, oh, it wasn't probably go. that he wanted to kill everybody else, but once he said he was going to kill her, she turned him in. So the <laughs> teen, who um, has not been identified because he's a minor, was taken into custody um, in college park washington after his mother contacted police about his journal and so that's wow. that's one good news about somebody being I wonder, saved here i want to find the man who wasn't no killer you said you said <laughs> you wonder what i want to be like i want to see the kind of man that he said he wasn't gonna kill her yeah see that's what i'm wondering I'm thinking that she would have testified that he was just under a lot of stress but once he said he was gonna kill her she was like okay you know what? That's uh, I can't. I can't. I can't help you. I got another child. Like, I don't really need this, but you probably cut out on him. See, we can do this in overtime now because I'm really That's wild. Um, That's wild. Go ahead. What did you say? I said, that's foul. She's going down the list. Wow, wow. Ooh, is that my name? Oh, well. It's like, yeah, yeah. Call the cops. Exactly. 
She's like the principal <laughs> mm-hmm. cafeteria work. Mm-hmm. Like she just, she just kept going till she saw her. Yeah, yeah, that that sounds about right. Now, um, now you know this guy, um, I don't, David Weaver. He's 37. Now at 37, I don't know why you would do this, but he pled guilty to mischief after he swam nude in a shark tank in Toronto, Canada. Like, he went to an aquarium in Toronto. He said, now, Weaver maintains that he liked to do spontaneous and exotic stuff. He said that during the his hearing. So, at the aquarium, he stripped naked, jumped into the shark tank, and swam around the park um, as attendees watched. And he stayed inside the tank until security was able to get him out. If I was security, I'd have let him stay in. <laughs> I'd have been yep, like, really. I'd be like, no, we getting you out. So much y'all risk. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so you know what that whole privilege thing goes through. Um, I don't want nobody to say they felt sorry for him because somebody took a bite out of him. <laughs> you know, I'd be like, nope, let him stay in. Let me let me throw let me throw some food in there along with them so they know it's feeding time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, just like um, exactly. I would have wow. let him stay in. I'm like, isn't it, isn't it like two thirty? It's about time for them to eat. <laughs> you said there's some um, in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would have said, oh no, some like to swim, so I'm gonna put them in the water because you like to swim. I throw them in with them. Oh boy. <laughs> now, now I don't know if I uh, told you well. This guy, um, um, I think I, we talked about this last time. This guy who had 4% African DNA, he's, he's still fighting to be recognized as being black. Now, I know I've mentioned this story before, but he is still trying to say that since he took a DNA test and they said that he was 4% black, that <laughs> he, he wanted to be recognized as being black. Now, I'm okay. on the line of Paul Moody. If you've never seen the Chappelle song, show. Yeah. Anybody yeah. want to be black, they don't want to be black. And that is yeah. what that means. It's like, yeah, you you can't pull a coolness out of being black without getting shot for being black. Like, those things are not mutually exclusive. It's like, it's cool to be black. It's like, mm-hmm, until somebody rolls up on you and you have to, you know what I mean? So he wants to be black for real, apparently. But Wow. And he's fighting in court. See, the, really? the funny thing is, yeah, you can say stuff like that, but when you go to court to be recognized, it, I mean, a lot of white folks did that during, you know, that's why we have a lot of white Native Americans, but a lot of people went to court to claim that they had Native heritage. So, you know, that's just one thing unusual. No. What'd you say? So my name was Native American. That's why they wanted to become Native American. There yeah. had to be some money involved. Right. No, no, no. Yeah. They were getting land. That's when they were settling okay. in the West. They were like, if you're Native, you can make a claim. So they were actually killing off Natives. And then it was like, if you have a claim, but only white folks who can pay the money can make the claim as being Native. So they would change their identification and whatever. Wow. They would make mm-hmm. them Natives. Mm-hmm. That's where that saying um, $5 Indian comes from. Is because wow. white people only had it was a filing fee of five dollars and you can claim native and so you can get some land. I know. It, you know, the more you get into like history, it doesn't get any prettier. That's why white folks, you know, generally, 
um, especially the government, started taking history out of school, and Republicans in particular. They were like, y'all don't need to know history, and they started taking that stuff out because if you can't brainwash them with the same stuff, with the 1950s um, social study book, that means they'll be updating them. So as you put more truth in it, they were like, okay, we don't need to do that no more. Brainwashing was fine. You you know, it's interesting, Jerome, about that comment that you just made, and it's something that was alarming for me, and I'm sorry to jump in here. The fact no, that didn't. my daughter didn't even know who Malcolm X was. And then I asked her about the Mississippi, you know, the Mississippi burning and all that stuff. She don't know uh-huh. anything about that. They're not teaching these kids history at all. And so yeah, yeah. I said, okay, no problem. We're going to learn on our own. But it's, it's amazing that she doesn't know any of that history. Yeah, isn't that weird? Like, okay, so, I mean, it's not – Weird to the point where those people who are teaching that stuff have no concept. It's the fact that wow. there's no place to go get it. That's why I mentioned Bumpy Johnson at the beginning of the the program, because Bumpy and Bumpy Johnson, who literally, I think the story goes that he was in Atlantic City um, with their commission. So Al yeah. Capone was there, Lucky Luciano, all those guys, Bugsy Siegel. And Al Capone said, why is he here? And Lucky Luciano said, see my skin? Because he's Sicilian. He said, see my skin and see his skin? He said, now, Al, if you have a problem, you need to know Bumpy has planes too. Right? Meaning that Bumpy's reach was beyond the, what he can, he can muster. And so he asked Al Capone, did he have a problem? Al Capone just didn't say nothing. Because Bumpy Johnson was more powerful than people can ever imagine. So when they started doing stories like that, it's like you never hear that. But, you know, we always have to be demonized for being even in, in power positions. Like, yeah, he was a gangster. We shouldn't glorify gangster and violence. But technically, the black people did stand their ground. We're just not victims throughout history. So sometimes you have to tell those stories to get make people understand that, no, he wasn't just yeah. victimizing people. He told anybody, like the, the merchants that wanted to sell in Harlem, he said, you're not coming in here ripping people off. But little kids were saying when Bumpy Johnson was around, like this one guy tells a story, and I don't know what, um, I know Hoodlum, Bumpy Johnson's wife wrote a memoir, and she said, I think they were saying Hoodlum was pretty much how he was. He was a strategist, played chess and all those other things. But I don't know what this movie is going to betray. But when Malcolm X was under a lot of heat, Bumpy Johnson really loved Malcolm. So he pretty much said to him, hey, I can take care of this for you. And Malcolm said, I can't have black people killing each other. And Bumpy left it alone. So it's going to be interesting to watch the relationship of Malcolm and Bumpy as you go, too. So everybody watched Denzel play Frank Lucas. But Frank Lucas was Bumpy's driver. You know what I mean? In American Gangster. That dude was Bumpy Johnson's driver. Bumpy Johnson had everything on lock. Frank Lucas didn't in comparison to Bumpy. So, you know, history is something that we should tell, you know, we have to we have to tell our kids just so that they have some strength in knowing that we played, we're just not victims in history. That's not the place that we play. So we created a lot of stuff. And we created our own destiny in a lot of places, too. So, yeah. Um, All right, Drew, we got time for one more, bro. One more story, man. All right. So, you know, okay. 
I'm going to have to do a bad story on this one, though. But a married teacher, 32, told a friend uh, before getting arrested for having sex at, with an inmate in a juvenile detention center that she, that she worked at, she said, I just effed up a bit. Now, Maggie Christine Stance, who's 32, was a teacher at the Cherry Creek School District and assigned to teach at the, um, at the youth center in Inglewood, Colorado. She was sleeping with the youth, probably in the school district as well, but she got caught for sleeping with them in the detention center. So since we're in overtime, I'm not scurrying away from those stories today. <laughs> so we gotta oh, we gotta wow. recognize some foulness is going on up in this piece. So I just want want to put that out there. I know you like me to, to end on a happier note, but uh, I just had to say that. Unless you want me to give you one, give me one, man. Just give me one. Okay. To, 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 All right. Research from the University bro. of Pittsburgh has unveiled that a breathalyzer device can scan for measure for measure values or levels of THC, which is weed, if you don't know. So just be careful. Since weed is still kind of legal, they're still developing breathalyzers for weed. So I don't know what that means if you still can't get arrested. They just want to check and figure out what kind of flavor gum you had. But they are doing it. <laughs> like, is that weed flavor? Well, we got it on breathalyzer. Okay. I had to do that for my people. Oh, wow. <laughs> there you go. That's how we want to end the show. Okay. Good stuff. All right, folks, we definitely apologize. Been some, I mean, just got technical difficulties all day. And, you know, there's a new platform out there that I'm actually looking at that will probably allow us to do a little bit more. So uh, yeah, stay tuned. We'll, we'll let you know what's happening with it because we've been here for 10 years. But, you know, the bottom line is, is that uh, we've been having issues with uh, BTR and, you know, it's hard to get in contact with their people. It's like they just rake the money in and, you know, they don't really provide the service that we need. So who knows? But in the meantime, between time, it is time for our final thoughts and uh my man, the educated rapper himself, the one and only Mr. Johnny D in the place to be, man. Final thoughts. Once again, just thank you for the opportunity to be a part of, of this uh, this forum and venue, Jay. Uh, again, man, love you. Uh, 30 plus years. I've been knowing you, man, and, and you still inspire me every single day. Uh, I do want people to get out and, and be a part of the community in regards to not just talking, but be an advocate. Uh, get out there and help young folks, uh, help your elders. Uh, as as the the, the stealing season comes on, as we get closer to the holidays, uh, there's more vehicle break-ins, more house break-ins. Check on some of the older folks to just make sure that they're okay in the community. That's a good one, man. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that, man. I appreciate you so much. You know, brother, I love you more than you ever know. All right, the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Spree, man, final thoughts. Hey, you know, I didn't do this in a news story, but, you know, New York State is pretty much banning all flavored e-cigarettes, and Massachusetts is banning yeah. all e-cigarette sales for four months, as the CDC officials say that there will be hundreds more cases linked to vaping, and lung illness in the United States. So everybody be safe. Um, I didn't do that story, but I need to do that as a public service announcement. So everybody have a good week, and see you next week. All right. And like I said before, we were having some issues, so Mr. Elias dropped, so he's not here. So that means that uh, my final thoughts are going to be very quick. Listen, we appreciate you hanging with us through the good times and the bad times. You know, once again, pray for this nation of ours. 
And if you support Donald Trump, you know what, listen, I'm not going to say I don't like you, but I can't associate with you. I can't associate with Americans who have put their personal interests before their fellow man. At the end of the day, will tax, you know, will tax cuts help me out? Probably. But, it, but you know, if it's going to, if, if something that's going to benefit me is going to bring more harm to people than good, then guess what? I'll just have to suck it up. One of the things I remember President Obama saying, all during his presidency, even when he was running for president, both in 2008 and in 2012, he said, listen, bottom line is people like me who make a whole bunch of money, why not? I'll pay more taxes because it's for the greater good. I have one. I've been blessed. Let me share that. Let me share that. You know? At the end of the day, folks, we're all Americans. At the end of the day, we're all people. At the end of the day, we are all God's children. Why don't you act like it sometimes? Put your political differences to the side and think about what's right. I talked about kids keeping it simple, stupid. Once again, put, play those scenarios and take Trump's name out of it and put your name in it. If your daughter went to a job interview... And the guy, she tells the person, the hiring manager, look, I really need this job. I'm willing to work for this job. You know, I'm in college. I need money. Please help me. And the guy says to your daughter, you know what? Hey, listen, but I got a favor to ask you, though. What do you think your daughter's thinking? Folks, it ain't that difficult. Don't make it harder than what it is. Use your common sense. And your moral compass should be always pointed north. And on that note, Jerome. If it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? Hey, it's time for the serious side of the J. Rowell Show. It's been a pleasure to serve you through technical difficulties. We'll give you a little bit of sports chit-chat at the end next week as well. So, for Vanessa May Belly, for the Macinelli, for my main man, Johnny D., my little brother, from, uh, for Jerome Spree, and for Mr. Elias, I'm J. Rowell. So have a great week over Sunday and we're talking serious stuff. It is the serious side. See you next week. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network.